host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Today I have a wonderful guest. And Megan will tell you that, you know, we've been planning this, but she's a mother, she's an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, a wife, a homemaker, all wrapped into one. And she's been very busy with her move and stuff like this. So today is a special day, everybody, that I finally got to have her on the podcast. So without further ado, Megan, I always like to say, introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who you are and what you do. Fantastic. Thank you. And I'm happy to be here. You finally made the time, right? I am a mindset and manifestation coach for high achieving entrepreneurs and professionals. I have been studying mindset, and I think this is something you and I share in common for 20 years since, and I can't believe we're coming up on the 20 year anniversary of September 11th, but since I witnessed the terrorist attacks of September 11th from my dorm room window and had severe post-traumatic stress disorder, that was when I first learned, what was I, 18, 17, 18 years old, that your mind is just so powerful for how you experience life and what you get to have in life. And, you know, back then doctors wanted to put me on all sorts of um, antidepressant and anti-anxiety drugs, which I tried, you know, we're kind of in that pop a pill generation. There's a pill for everything. And I was like, I just feel like I'm high out of my mind. Like everything that happened is still here and I just feel high. And so that's when I started. I actually, my mom gave me my first yoga mat for my birthday that year. And I started just that inward journey of self-discovery and realizing didn't have to be like that. You know, your mind doesn't have to be this thing that constantly controls you and creates outcomes in your life outside of what you desire. And so now I've been studying mindset for 20 years, coaching it, um, haven't been on anxiety medication ever. I, I came off of that. I really healed myself. And what I do now with my clients is I help people to see how does this programming, how do the constructs in our mind work to either hold us back or propel us forward in all areas of life, whether it's our relationships or our health or our business or with money or even with our family and being super productive and aligned to our purpose. And so I love what I do um, because it's changed my life so much. And it's funny to this day, I feel like I can talk about mindset and I, I can do it and say, well, mindset's obvious, right? It's all those things that we talked about manifestation to me sometimes feels like, I think it's weird to call myself a manifestation coach because sometimes it feels like so woo woo, like so just, (laughs) but it's true. Like I've manifested my husband verbatim. I manifested multiple dream houses. I manifested my daughter's birthday to the day in a one hour labor with no epidural. And just, we are always manifesting. And so (laughs) those two things are what combine together to 
To change who you are from the inside out, the mindset piece is the foundation and the manifestation becomes this byproduct where it gets to be easy and it gets to be instantaneous and it gets to be fun. And I truly believe that you do get to have whatever you want on your terms because I've done it, you know? Um, and I've seen her do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and I always try to say, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm self-confident. I value myself. And so it's, it's always interesting when we say, um, you know, I'm not special. Like, of course I'm special. And of course you are special. But when I say I'm not special, it's like, if I can do it, I fully believe that anybody can do it, you know, Absolutely. like, for sure. And I, ag- I agree. It's like recovery from drugs and alcohol, right? Like I'm nobody special. I get it. But I, in God's eyes, I'm special. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's been a process like, but if I can do it, anybody can do it. It, it just takes that willingness and that open mind to say, okay, there's something wow. different for me out there. And I got to be willing to do the work to do it. Right. This is how I met Megan. Like we were on a call on that new app, what's it called? Clubhouse yeah. or something. Clubhouse, right? right? So, so she <laughs> yeah. heard a little bit of my story and what I shared and like that, like she, we connected and she, she pointed out the programs that I was still like falling prey to, you know what I mean? And still, you know, cause 53 years later, right? It, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but I have found in the last six months and, and since meeting Megan and, and using some of her techniques that she taught me or how to think about things, that things are totally different now. Like, oh, I love yeah, that. I know this is a journey. I know it's going to take time. There's still things I have to do, but I don't think of myself as that guy. Like I don't deserve to be up there with anybody because I did this, this, and this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Megan had pointed out to me one time, she goes like, that's the past. You can't change it. Like, yeah. you know, and you, I have to tell the audience, like, she's amazing at what she does. Like we've had, re- and it was really quick stuff. And like, I already shifted my thinking and that's how good she is at what she does. So thank you for that. I really I think that's my one of my best gifts is just I mean for the people who get to have experience with me one-on-one which I've really cut back on that I used to have an exclusively high-level one-on-one practice but now I've really put everything into my courses in hopes that I can teach people how to do this for themselves but that's that's my gift I mean I think you probably on that one call maybe spoke for a minute to two minutes And I was like, here is exactly what is going on. And this is exactly what needs to shift. And it's interesting because I have people who come and work with me and they're like, honest to God, Megan, I have been working with coaches and therapists and healers and whoever else for decades. And some of the things that you told me, they've never even pointed this out in my life. And you spoke to me for a minute, two minutes and hit the nail on the head. And that's just one of my, I've just been studying this for so long. And I think the other thing is, is like what makes me good at what I do is because I've been there. Like everything that you're talking about, for instance, that's in one of my courses is this entire piece of uh, forgiving ourselves. When we go through self-development, the whole idea is that we're supposed to go from who we were, which maybe we're not proud of that person. You know, I had stuff in my past. I look back and I'm like, you were kind of an asshole. Like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Who was that person? That is, I am not proud of any of that. So then becoming this person and somewhere in their trajectory of that, there's going to be this thing where we have to look back and we have to let that old version of ourselves go and fully forgive. Like, okay, that's who we were then and forgive ourselves and let ourselves off the hook to be like, this is who we are now. And this is where we're going. And that's hard. It is hard. And it's been hard for me. That's a work in progress still. Cause sometimes, yeah. you know, I think about, you can't help it. Your mind goes back and you think about like, say what I did to my children, not, not seeing them for nine years, letting addiction rule my life. Right. 
like having my best friend, my lover, my everything be those drugs and alcohol. And, you know, you think sometimes you can't help but get into those deep thoughts. And you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Right. And you start feeling guilty. But mm -hmm. luckily, I know friends like Megan and the work I've done in my program of Alcoholics Anonymous, right, which gave me some principles to live by. So I don't have to live like that. But I'm human and I keep working on it. Right. And here's the beauty of it. Like, like maybe I've done this work without even realizing it. Cause now I'm manifesting all these amazing people in my life that are teaching me or asking me, or, or we're working together. Right. Cause we belong to the same network, which I think is second to none. Right. Like my recovery network, right. The people that love and support me through all the challenges I went through when I went through a rough time five years ago. And as you know, like two years ago, same with this network. Like I had a great conversation with one of our apex members and, we just, you know, it was supposed to be a five, 10 minute, like get to know each other. It turned into an hour and it was one of those deep conversations like, wow, this is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and I have to pinch myself sometimes because I was telling the guy, I said, um, Kevin, I, I was like, Kevin, dude, if you would have asked me this 18 years ago, and, and I share some of this stuff, like in other things we talk about, I'm like, if you would have asked me this 18 years ago that I'd be on my podcast interviewing this wonderful person I know, Megan, who's already helped me a couple of times, right? With I would have said, whatever you're smoking, Megan, whatever you're drinking, you need to pass it my way because <laughs> your life on this trip, because it must be really good. I need, I need to be where you're at. Right. Like Megan says, like when you realize that you can't change the past and you, you do things to move forward for like today in the future, you know, like her, she's a mother, right? I am, I get to be a, I've been a father for the last, a present father for the last 18 years. I may not have been perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. But I get to do that stuff and I get to watch my friends win, like like when Megan sold her house and got way over what she was asking. And now she's moved into an even more beautiful place and in this beautiful part of the country. Yeah, like you said, when you're like figuring like I'm not gonna have any excuses, I'm gonna take my daughter out and walks. I looked at her walk sometimes out in that country on the hill she was going. I'm like, no wonder she's kicking butt. She's like getting at it. But this is like the amazing part what I've learned since I started, like since becoming a member of Apex, right? Like almost 15 or shoot, 16 months ago now is that I've learned to slow down that chatter in the back of my head that tells me I'm not good enough, that I shouldn't be here, right? And luckily for me, I have like people like you in my life and, and the mentors like Chris Whitehead, his partner, my dear friend who passed away in March. Mm -hmm. One thing he always taught me is like, Max, it doesn't have to be perfect, but believe that you should be here. And he's the one that named me the fearless happiness ninja, right? Because he goes, you're always in a good mood. Like, so yeah. you learn something, you know, you're always laughing, you're always smiling, you're always positive. He goes, you're the fearless happiness ninja, right? And I don't believe in coincidence that like you and I met and, and there was a reason you had to teach me what I needed because I needed to learn something. And right. I want people to know exactly. Right. Cause when I talked to Megan, I was like, I don't belong with these high performers or like I'm going after these, but like, if I didn't believe that I was one, like, I, I'm not going to get what I want. Right. And she, right. she taught me. So like, I think people actually need to know more about mindset. Cause I've talked about like visualization, like when I go through a challenge, what I do, but tell them more about like what you do to help people, to help those executives, high performers, people that are just at this top level, get to where they need to go. Because I think it's interesting and people need to know that it's out there for everybody. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things that you were touching on is that the, we all have these identities, right? And 
we have who we believe we are. We have who we believe that we get to be and who we deserve to be. And then we have what I call the truth, which is what we create, you know? And I remember when I first started learning about identity relative to, to mindset, it was kind of like, well, what does that even mean? And so I think people need to take right. a step back and be like, well, what does that mean? Right. And identity is who you believe yourself to be, right? Like who do you see yourself as the, in the world? And a lot of times what will happen is that we have this this programming. And so a common thing that I'll see is like people will struggle with a victim mindset, for instance, right? Where they, mm-hmm. and man, it is, it, it just, frankly, it pisses me off the way that right now it is perpetuated in society that, you know, people are victims and people are being made to believe that they're victims and people are benefiting from a system that wants them to think that they are because then they can be easily controlled and easily manipulated. And it's just this thing where it was like, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day. And, and one of the, the best ways that I heard it sound, it said was, you know, when you have a, an identity of being a, a victim, it's this place that you can go where you can justify your insecurities and you can feel like, well, I'm a victim and that happened to me. And so therefore it's justifiable that I am this way or that way, or don't get to have that. And it's like one of the biggest things that I do with with clients that really changes them. I mean, I have clients who come and they go from, you know, being miserable in a career and not making any money to then, you know, having a $20,000 week or not getting in front of any clients to getting a speaking event in front of 500 of their ideal clients to launching businesses and making more money than they ever made in corporate, right? Like all these big shifts that happen and the way that those big shifts happen is fundamentally they change who they believe that they are. And the thing that's most interesting is that like a lot of people tend to have that fixed mindset where they think I am who I am. Therefore, that's who I am. And if that's who I am, then this is what I get to have. This is what my lifestyle gets to look like. This is what my bank account gets to look like. This is what my clients get to look like. These are the actions that I get to take. And one of the big things that I teach is that it's just a decision. It's literally just a fundamental decision. And so then what does a decision mean? A decision, a lot of people would be like, okay, a decision means to say yes or no to something, right? Like, yes, of course I want to make more money or yes, of course I want to launch this business and have amazing clients or yes, of course I want to have an intimate, uh, incredible relationship at home with my spouse, my partner, whoever. Yes, I want to be a great mom, but they forget (laughs) that making a decision is not just about saying yes or no. It's about actually creating the character. And that's the identity piece, creating the character that has enough internal drive and resilience and purpose and discipline to keep going towards that yes, no matter what. And that's where on the other side, you actually get to ultimately receive what it is that you want, right? So it's like, most people are walking around saying they want to do the damn thing. So that's the yes I was talking about. But at the end of the day, they haven't decided. And that is a very big difference because when you decide, it's multifold, right? It's like I said, becoming the character, becoming the person, but it's also having that mindset and that mental 
belief system, right? That, that firm and solid belief system that it is going to work out. It is working out that it gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. It gets to be on your terms. You do deserve to have that. And so then some of the other work that I do with clients and like this stuff is all in my courses is on receiving itself. A lot of us have, whether we realize it or tune into it or have done the work to shift it and change it, we have blocks to actually receiving. Now, some people get really triggered when they hear the idea of blocks, because it's like, if you have a block, then that means that you need to be fixed. And some people are walking around with a mindset that they're constantly and perpetually broken. And so like, right. Take it how, how you want, <laughs> but if you're not receiving what it is that you desire to be receiving, then there is something, whether it's a block or resistance, a fear, uh, an unworthiness, whatever, right. that is holding that away, right? That is holding that away from being able to come through. So like a belief system that I have is that it's incredibly easy to make money online. Some people could hear that and go, I do not have that belief system. I don't because maybe they've had experience after experience where they've tried or they claim they've tried, right? right? Or they've failed, which I don't believe in failure as I'm sure that you can imagine, or it hasn't been hard. And so people can hear something like that and go, well, that's just not true. Okay. Well, if you don't believe that that's true, then guess what? You have an identity that's correlated to a belief system that is hard to make money or, um, you know, like another thing, you know, my daughter, we conceived her on the first try. I had a one hour labor. I was terrified. Like my biggest fear on earth was birthing a child because I'm like, holy catastrophe, Batman. Like, I don't know whoever (laughs) wants, you know what I mean? Like why? Like I do not want to go near that process. Um, (laughs) And so then what did I do? I handled it. I was like, I get to have a one hour labor. I was equally afraid of having an epidural. I mean, the idea of sticking a massive freaking needle in my spine, that's a hard pass for me. (laughs) Oh, that was a hard pass for me. Even before my surgery, my back surgery, (sighs) they were talking about giving me those epidural shots. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't feel like curling up in a fetal position and have you stick this needle through this little tiny space in my spine. (laughs) I'll go with the surgery. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but but that goes back to like, well, okay, so then you get to, so then that was a decision for me. I decided that I wasn't going to have an epidural. I decided that I wasn't going to be in labor for days. First time labor is usually 12, 24, sometimes 48, 72 hours. And I was like, dude, like, really? Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. And so that becomes the decision in believing so firmly and completely that you get to create. And I wanted to give the example of that because, you know, a lot of times we talk about money in the online space right. and stuff like that. But I, I wanted to bring it to just here's another example. It doesn't have to be that making money is easy, it can be birthing a child is easy. And that was not my belief system. My belief system was, this is the most terrifying thing on like, why? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and so we can, we can change that is the point. And then be in awe of what we create and how we created it and how it got to go on our terms. And right. so that's creating the identity and being that person who goes, I am, I'm capable of that. I am going to do that. I did do that. And then having the decision and saying, you know, same as you for the epidural thing, I decide. And so what did that mean? It meant that I was going to say, no, we're not doing that. And we're going to do it this way. And it's going to be fine. And it was, you know, so an identity can be multifaceted. 
I think one of the things I like to do whenever I come on podcasts is like give some, you know, you know me next. I like to give people something constructive to do. So like a good exercise would be if there's some like mountain that you're trying to climb or, you know, bridge you're trying to cross and it's not happening or you're not receiving what it is that you want relative to that thing that you're seeking to receive. Who do you believe that you are? What do you deep down believe that you get to have and see, is that lined up with the ultimate outcome? Like, are those beliefs and what you think you get to have, is that lined up with the ultimate outcome that you desire to receive? And most likely it's not, because if it was, then you would be receiving what it is that you want. Absolutely. And I got to agree with you on that because I'm still a work in progress when it comes to that, right? So I'm working on that stuff, but here's what happens for me. And I'll give you a great example. So like you did in the beginning, you talked about 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I happened, that event for me, right? I happened to get out of jail that day. Oh, wow. Took a bus straight to my mom's house, right? And I remember I stopped off at a friend's, right? I got high as a kite. You know, I wasn't done yet. And I remember I was like really, really high. So I walk in the house and she's watching the TV, right? And she's watching. This was right after the first plane hit. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching with her and then I'm watching the second plane hit the second tower. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm getting punished right now because I just done lost my mind. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing things, but I didn't believe it until I looked at my mom and I saw her face and I go, okay. But you know what I mean? Like, that's one of those things I like, I felt guilty one, I'm watching this happen to our nation, right? And I'm, I'm at my mom's house high and there was no point at me quitting at that time, right? Mm-hmm. You would think something like that, uh, but but I think about that. And I think that's <sighs> some of the blocks that you talk about, right? That, that still creep in when I think I should be living abundantly, which in reality I am. I have my own home. I get to sure. do my own yard. I mm-hmm. get to work with people who suffer from addiction every day, right? And like when you talked about victim in- mentality, oh, I do that. I deal with that every day and I'm trying to change their mindsets, but that's, I have to remember, it's not going to happen in one sitting that it's going to take a process. That's why treatment's a 30, 60, 90 day process. Right. Yeah. So, but that's the stuff that creeps back for me. Like, and I've had failures early on where I've tried to do things online. Right. I didn't really ask for the help and then I would fail. And then, you know, of course I tell myself, well, you suck. You're not good at this. Right. But now it's getting better because I know now it's a process that I trust. Right. I'm just going to be consistent. I'm going to keep doing the things that was taught to me, like by yourself and my Mm -hmm. other mentors and what Ryan Stuman teaches us in Apex, what to do. Right. And I know it's not going to be an overnight thing. Right. So but those are the things, like you said, that you've helped me with and still do tend to creep in. Right. Because I think about my guilt, my shame over what I did with my children, right? Like what, what father does that? Right. But then I, but I'm quicker to go, Max, that was the past. You've changed that. You've been, now you've been back in their life double the time. Right. And I have a great teacher at home here, which is my wife who a lot, you know, she'll tell me like, stop, like, that's not you. You're the kindest, most caring, loving person. I know quit beating yourself up. You've changed that. So I've had this teacher here at home for the last almost five years now that we've been together teaching me this, but you know, it's hard when we program that stuff, like you said, but, but you can do it, right. You got to find the people like the Megans of the world that will teach you from their own experience. This is how they change their mindset and this is what works. So, so this would kind of be a perfect opportunity. And I kind of know you're an open book, so I think you'll let me do this, but I think you're exemplifying what it is that I was talking about. So you haven't made the decision yet to let that go, right? Like there's some part of you deep, 
down. And so this combines both things that we were talking about. That's like, I deserve to receive this vibration of guilt and shame where I perpetually beat myself up. And one of the things that I've heard you say a few times, and I haven't stopped you because there's a big part of me that does agree, like things take time. But I think embedded within that you have a belief system which can be really limiting. It can be both positive when we give ourselves the runway and the trajectory to give ourselves the time to heal and change and grow, but it can be also limiting when we allow that to be the runway by which we hang ourselves. And what I mean by that is you've said a few times, I know things can't change overnight. That's a lie. Like, and that would be one that I would love for you to stop telling yourself because when you make that decision and you could decide right now and go, that's not true. (laughs) This is over. This story where I beat myself up and feel constantly guilty, it's done. I am done. Like done, done, done. And what does, what does that decision and what does that done mean? It means that if that vibration even remotely comes back, we don't give it its day. You know what I mean? Like we don't give it its minute. That's story. And that's hard. I'm I'm not gonna right. That that's <laughs> the part that I'm talking about. That's hard, which is that inner resilience and that inner fortitude. Because right now, and even it was interesting when you brought up the 9-11 thing, one of the things that I heard, which is just I think it's so great for this conversation. So obviously I love you to pieces and I, I'm so thankful for you sharing it. I hope you don't mind me being who I am. Um, not at all. Why I'm why I'm here, right? Exactly. Use you as an example, but you know, you you shared it, and I I think it it gives the perfect tool because what I heard in that story, I was like, so you have this feeling from something that happened 20 years ago that you still deserve to receive so much shame. Like that's so heavy, you know. And at some point, we have to just make the decision to go enough. Just enough is enough is enough is enough. And to drop that completely and to go that, like, and I know that you're saying it, but what I can't wait to see happen, because I know you and I know that it will, I can't wait to see it actually happen. Do you know what I mean? To be like that story from 20 years ago. And I think too, there's an extra heaviness because it was 9-11 where you're like, all these people are suffering. And here I am doing this amazingly selfish thing so much that I'm standing next to my mom and going, so are these people really dying or are they not? Right. Do you know what I mean? And so it's- absolutely. The fact that you're still carrying that tells me like, that's what I'm talking about, where you need to just make the decision and be like, I'm done. Okay. And I forgive myself and go through that work to be like, I got to forgive that guy. I got to, I got to let him off the hook. Like, you know, like, and you know how God is like, I think you have a relationship with God. God's not going to like hold that over you for the rest of your life. He's moved on, man. And so here we are like wanting to less abundance and this is what people do. And so then the receiving is all on the other side of being like, that's over. (laughs) That is just, that is over. Do you know what I mean? And so we don't have to receive the shame and the guilt anymore. We get to receive whatever. And it's funny that you mentioned that because my sponsor after my last revamp said, forgive yourself because God already has. Who are you to not forgive yourself? And I always mention that, but it's like, have I lived it? No, because like you said, I bring it up. There's something deep inside me that keeps bringing that stuff. Like I got to live by that because I did this, this, and this. Right. Mm -hmm. So now that you mentioned it, yes, I definitely have some work to do still and see, but that's the beauty of, of at least having an open mind and an open heart to receive that and go, she's absolutely right. Yes. 
The yeah. old me could have been like, Megan, you're full of shit. Oh, you're yeah. not t- going to tell me who I am because, right? And I'm sure you've run into people like that. Those too. people can- hate me, Max. They hate <laughs> yeah. me. I Like I say, people have heard me. I think I need to trademark this, but I need to get like some kind of perfume because I have, I swear to God, victim repellent. They, they, <laughs> those people hate me. They can't, they, they don't last in my life. Those are the people who talk shit about me online. Those are the people who talk shit about me offline. Those are, I hope I can swear on your podcast. I'm sorry. Otherwise, Absolutely. but like, those are the people who they can't stand me. And it's for that exact reason that you were talking about. So like that shows how far you've grown. And so what I would challenge you with today, and I do have to get going here, but um, is I would love in for you and for anybody listening is what if we implanted a belief in our mind? Now, yes, like I am not talking and I know Stuman talks about this and I agree like overnight success success takes time but what if you implanted in your brain that you could change which is different you could change in this instant what if you could implant in your mind that this very conversation that we just had completely changes the entire trajectory of your life and whatever that story was now it is over and now it is done and what if you started walking throughout your day instead of saying you know it takes time it's going to take a long time because I almost think that what happens when we do that is we give ourselves this permission slip to just make the same damn mistake over and over and over again and tolerate the same BS. And that's what I was saying. We're like, that's what we hang ourselves by. <laughs> Where it's like, well, that's that victim mentality, right? Mm-hmm. That's when we give ourselves permission to be the victim because we're like, right. okay, we believe this. So we can yes. just do it over and over again and blah, blah, blah. But no, like I totally appreciate when you're honest and point things out, right? Because that's the only way I'm going to learn. So I know you have to go right? Yes. It's been a great conversation. And I know we could go for hours. Hours. I asked my guests (laughs) a couple of questions and we can, we'll always do this again. But before you go, I want to answer a couple of questions for me that I asked my guests, right? So, you know, I wrote a book called Fearless Happiness, right? Mm -hmm. So what does fearless mean to you? And how does that show up in your life? I personally don't believe that anybody is completely fearless, right? Like I think that being fearless is, is just having fear and operating anyway. Fear is just an emotion and no emotion is either good or bad. It's just how we perceive it and how we define it. And so like, we need fear. Like I live in bear country. I mean, you've seen where I live in the mountains. Yeah. I have mount, I have mountain lions in my backyard. I'm not going to go over and be like, Hey kitty. <laughs> you know what I know. I will be afraid of that thing. You know what right. I mean? And so like, that's good. Cause it's going to keep me alive but it's you know fearless to me is just being like okay so it's just an emotion and it's just there to teach us something and it's just there to tell us something so like in order to be your you know definition of fearless what do we need to learn from it like okay so fear pops up and what do we need to learn from it and so like I said like having a baby was based fear in my life like I'm not like I'm not kidding like when I was even 18 I had a kid when I was what 37 for what 19 years of my life I was like that's just not ever I don't, I don't even think I'm gonna have right. kids because I don't want to like I don't want to <laughs> go through that, that part right Right. But it was like, what did fear need to teach me? And in that particular case, and I think in a lot of cases, fear needs to teach you how damn strong you are, how powerful you are, how capable you are. God, I love that. And and I'll say this real quick because I, I I'm do, I read my 10 pages, you know, cause I, I I'm continuing some of the stuff I learned in 75 hard, right. Which is read 10 pages of personal development. So I'm in the process of finishing up extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick and Leaf Babin, right. Who are two Navy SEALs. And they even talk about like when they were afraid or whatever, how they just owned it. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like they, mm -hmm. they got to just work through it, right? And Chris okay. Whitehead says, you know, Chris Whitehead and I had a conversation one time when I interviewed him and he says, you know, like fear, fearless, like, are we truly ever going to be fearless? He goes, probably not. Right? Right. But it's in that process that we trust that we overcome our fears and we do this, do the hard work anyways, right? Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Next question, right? And that in my book, I fearless happiness, I put a why in the happiness. Mm -hmm. So knowing I put that why there, I don't know, I think I've talked to you about it before. So knowing I put the why in happiness, what does happiness mean for you? And what is that? How does that show up in your life daily? For sure. So happiness is actually something that I've done a lot of deep dive, uh, scientific, positive psychology, college-based courses on, because I think it's that important. And it was something that was actually elusive from my life for a long time. I didn't really let myself have that. And so for me, it's obviously like, and I'm going to go all science on you, but I, this is also what that's, I do, right? Like, so it's, those fleeting moments, right? Those, even this interaction, it's always joyful to interact with you or, you know, those moments with my kid or, you know, when we go away in the RV or just, you know, those, those moments where we experience joy, but also, and this is what I have found to be the most important. It's that deep sense of meaning and purpose in our life. And so for me, I defined my purpose over a decade ago and it is knowing every single day who it is that I aspire to be and knowing what things like the reason I have to go is I need to go to yoga. Like, and that is a part of who I need to be in order to, I mean, not only was that the path that helped me overcome PTSD, but it's one of the things I need to do, like it's in order to be who I desire to be in my life, in right. order to have what it is that I want. And so it's that sense of meaning and, and purpose and knowing your purpose so that for me, when I wake up each day, I know who I'm seeking to be. Right. And I know right. when I'm not being that person. And when I'm not being that person, that's when I'm not happy. Right. right. <laughs> but when right. I'm being that person and I'm aligned to who I'm meant to be, that's not only when I'm being happy, but it's also one of the things we've talked about a lot in this conversation when I'm receiving and get to have what I want to have. Like people don't seem to realize that that is actually the root of receiving, right? And it's a lot of what we talked about today, but being who right. you're meant to be and then doing what you're meant to do, then you have what you're meant to have. We live in a world right now where people are just chasing the half. I want to have the nice house. I want to have the relationship. Right. I want to have the family. And it's at least for me. And you watched it with the last house. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, sold the last house, hundred K over asking, manifested a new house under asking on 27 acres. Like it just happened. <laughs> versus me chasing and obsessing. I mean, I did obsess on the 100K over because that was a big goal, um, but not in an unhealthy way. And that, that right. is not possible. And so therefore it's going to be possible for me kind of way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, this was another awesome, awesome episode. I appreciate you so much. Um, let the audience know like where they can get a hold of you or if they want to buy your courses on this very matter that we talked about in this episode. So let them know where they can get a hold of you, Megan. Yeah. So my website would be the best place to find the courses. So that's MeganMcAvoyMatei.com. My podcast is coming soon, which we'll have to talk about getting you on. And so that's stay open to the possibility. I've got a bunch of episodes lined up and they're going to be awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Meg under 
underscore McAvoy underscore Mate. Awesome. I'm everywhere, Max. You can find me on YouTube. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right. I know you got to go to yoga, but give the audience your like your last parting thoughts on on this stuff, because, you know, now that you piqued my interest, I will be hitting you up again because and we're going to do another interview. But uh, uh, leave like your parting thoughts with the audience. Yeah. So my new thing that I'm like really into right now, which is my tagline, the name of my book that I'm writing, the name of the podcast is just stay open to the possibility that things get to be more amazing than you can imagine or stay open to the possibility of anything. Like even what you and I were talking about earlier today of like that, that it has to take a long time, stay open to the possibility that this very conversation means it's over and it doesn't have to take any more time. Stay open to the possibility that you get to receive way more than you ever could have imagined. Stay open to the possibility that you, I mean, not you, but like, you know, could have a one hour labor if that's what you wanted. Stay open to the possibility (laughs) that your dream house is coming. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, but like, right it's just just we need to stay open to that and a lot of times we go to this place where we'll close ourselves off and that's when i'm sorry but if you close yourself off it's not coming yes. yeah or like me you go backwards and you keep bringing up stuff that you can't change right so i know right. i have but this is the beauty of that process right at least i have friends like you that i go i can you know hear that and go not get all wow she's talking shit on me again you know what i mean like mm-hmm. some people might do but instead it's like oh she cares enough to go here's the truth exactly. and that's who i choose to hang around with whether it's in my recovery community you know my mentors and sponsor are all the guys that will tell me you know fuck your feelings max but i'm going to tell you yeah. the truth right because i care enough about you to tell you the truth and, yes. and now our network apex i've met nothing but people like that so yes again thank you for being a guest megan like this was awesome like i thank said we could have went for me. hours and hours and i can't wait to have you on again and um i wish you to have an awesome awesome day thanks you too my friend